What an honor it is to be alive in this hour. Amen. I decree to you, and I've said this a number of times, but I won't stop saying that this is the greatest hour to serve Jesus. Many of us have the impression or the stand or the viewpoint rather that this is the worst hour to be alive. That this might be the worst hour to exist. But I put it to you tonight, to you in this venue and to you at home, our online family, we welcome you and we love you. That this is the greatest hour to be a child of the Most High God. Think about this. He ordained you for this moment. <laughs> Set you apart as He formed you in your mother's womb. I don't care how you got you. All that matters is that you're here. And He ordained you for this moment of time to be a child of His. He ordained you in this hour, Roche, to preach the gospel. <laughs> to preach His word, Edward. And you at home. What an honor it is to be alive in this very moment of time where we can say we serve a living God. <laughs> See, it should never be we should never have the attitude that I have to preach the gospel, that I have to tell people about Jesus, that it's such a, I have to do it. No, we should have the viewpoint and the understanding that I get to let people know. I have the privilege. I have the honor. You know, I love the saying, and I remember I heard it when we went on a mission trip to a place called Solo. But this pastor, he said something so profound and so powerful. He said, you know what? It's not a sacrifice to serve God. Most people, you'll yell them, my goodness, it's, so, it's such a sacrifice to serve the Lord, you know. It's so, oh, you know. No, it's not a sacrifice to serve God. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a blessing, not a burden. It is the greatest honor that you can have in 2021 to be a child of His, to have His Word burning in your spirit, to first of all have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you and to know the Lord and to be able to proclaim Him to those that are around you. See, what I want you to realize, young people, and I want you to hear this tonight, that with this great revival that God is already doing upon the earth, that is already taking place. With the great move of God comes great opposition. With the great move of God comes great resistance. With the great move of God comes great persecution. You see, you should never be worried about persecution. Rather, when you see persecution increasing, everything about you should be excited because the move of God praise the Lord, is about to flow out, is about to increase, is about to hit the turbo, is about to go into ultra mega freaking flying mode. The devil can't do anything about the move that is already here now. I don't say what is coming, I say what is here now and is already happening now. Oh, one day, no, it's now. The day of salvation is not yesterday, it's not in two weeks time, it's now. 
what it says in the Bible. <laughs> the day of salvation is now. The day to let people know about Jesus is now. Do not be worried about persecution. My God, just persecution nowadays, you know, just hating me because I rejoice and be glad because we serve a living God and we're against a defeated devil. <laughs> rejoice, I say unto you, rejoice and be glad. Smile and be glad because the devil can't do anything about it. I've told you a number of times that the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher. The devil didn't start you. The devil can't finish you. The devil didn't start the good work on the inside of you. So he can't do anything about the good work. Hardy has to watch it. Has to be kicked in the head every day as you wake up with boldness in your heart. You see, he thinks that persecution and opposition is gonna make you weary, is gonna make you draw back. But in fact, when you see that people are persecuting you because you love Jesus, because you preach the truth in love. See, isn't it crazy that they view Christianity now as hate speech because you tell them the truth? Again, I remind you, Jesus said you'll be hated for my name's sake. In this hour, that is why it's crucial for you to get the word in your spirit. It's imperative for you. Oh, imperative. Hallelujah. Thank you for the Holy Ghost because that didn't come from me. It is of vital importance, imperative for you to stand upon the firm foundation. Because if you are not standing on the word, you will fall for the world. I, enc I encourage you to write that down. Put that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Decree it for yourself. I will stand for the word. I will not fall for the world. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Can you shout amen? amen. That's better. Amen. <laughs> you know, my heart gets so glad when I see the hour that we are living in. And when I see hungry young people all of you that are tuned online with us and all of you that are in this venue, everything about me gets excited. And you know, the week, this week, the Lord, He really called my heart into the book of Acts. And I began to read the book of Acts. I actually sat down in one sitting, and I'm not boasting, so please do not think that that's what I'm doing. And I spent time reading the book of Acts from Acts chapter 1 until Acts chapter 28. I read it right through as I was seated right there. I felt the Lord calling me to the book of Acts. Because I believe that the book of Acts has not ended. We are still operating in the book of Acts. There are pages to the book of Acts that are still to be written now. And as I began to read the book of Acts, the Lord put in my spirit, and gave me a word in my heart to share with every single one of us tonight in the few minutes that I have that you are born to transform. You are born to transform. You are not born to conform. You do not exist to be like everybody else. 
You exist to evangelize in this hour. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. You are alive now to proclaim. That is your purpose. You are alive right now to announce, just as they did from Acts chapter 1 throughout, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter whether they like it or not. Every person must make their own choice. Every individual must make their own decision whether to serve God and receive the word or to reject them and to go their own way. But you that accept the word, you that receive him are empowered and are given the ability, given the position as children of the most high God. And with that position in him as his child, as his sons and as his daughters, children of God, we are given the responsibility to proclaim him amidst persecution. See, the devil wants to do everything he can to stop. But understand something, as persecution arises, as opposition arises, it just causes it to flow even more. It causes the fire to be flamed into even a bigger fire. <laughs> it's like he's adding a fuel to our fire. He thinks that he's putting water on the fire of revival. But in fact, as the devil brings up opposition, as the devil brings up persecution, it's like he's taking gasoline and throwing it upon the fire. And For we shall not stop proclaiming. We shall not stop saying, He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. For I am born for such a time as this. You are born for such a time as this. To boldly stand, to boldly proclaim. Because it's no longer you who lives, but it's Christ who lives in you. This life that you live is no longer yours. Say that. This life that I live is no longer mine. See, your old life was crucified with Christ. The Passion Translation says, I was co-crucified with Him. <laughs> I was co-crucified with Him. What does that mean? That means my past was crucified with Him. That means my old self was crucified with Him. I'm made anew in Christ Jesus, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I'm an earthen vessel with great treasure on the inside of me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so are you. And then Paul admonishes us, urges us in one of the most well-known portions of Scripture, Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 to 2. I know some of you are already saying the Scripture because you know it. But it's funny, he opens up in a number of translations where they translate, I urge you, or I appeal to you, or I beseech you, therefore, brethren. It's like he's urging you. Brethren pleading with you to not conform to the world, to not be fashioned after the world, to not even look like the world, 
but to present yourself as a living sacrifice first. You see, you can't kill what's already been sacrificed. I can preach that for 10 hours. You can't kill what's already been sacrificed. I'm a living sacrifice. No devil can kill me. No demon can stop me. Nothing can come against you. Nothing can stand in your way. Nothing can kill you because when you're presented as a living sacrifice, So longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The Bible says, if I remember correctly, that he has already defeated him, made a public spectacle of the enemy as he triumphed in it and gave the triumph to you. Thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph. Thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do not be conformed (laughs) to this world fashioned after it don't look anything like it it's customs what it thinks is popular what it thinks is cool what it thinks is right the only truth is the word and if it doesn't look like the truth if it doesn't look like the word it's a lie and if it doesn't line up with the word of God do not allow it to be in your life present your body as a living sacrifice And he tells us, like I'm saying, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be anything like this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, this is why it's so crucial for us to get the word in us. The Bible even speaks about it in Galatians where it speaks about the washing of the word. As you read the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. My God, I was raised in Sunday school. I still remember my grand playing that viciously on the piano, making everyone terrified. Like, oh, B-I-B-L-E, that's right. I stand upon the word of God. And when I stand upon the word, I will never fall for the world. I will never conform to the world when I'm transformed by the word. I will never conform to the world when I'm transformed by the word. I'm not called to conform to the world, but I am am called to conform to Christ. See, as you conform to the character of Christ and to who he is, you will be completely, completely, my goodness, Pray for me. Completely transformed as you conform to Christ. Think about that. As I read the word and I conform to the word, I will be transformed and changed from what the world looks like. And only transformed people will transform the world. Bishop Boyodepo says only changed people will change the world. Only transformed people can transform the world because you can't change a world that you look like. You can't change a world that you act like. There must be a dividing line between you and the world. Does that mean I get sucked up into heaven? Then I just disappear after I do the salvation prayer? No. There's an assignment. You are alive, not by accident, but for assignment. That's why you exist. And then the Bible tells us, like I quoted earlier, in the world, but not of the world. So as you go to school, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. I'm not like the world. I'm different. 
As you go to university, you're in the world, you're in your lectures, but I am not of this world. As you go to work, yes, you're in your office, you're in the world, but I ain't of this world. You're different, and you are there to call others. See, this was what Jesus did on the cross for every single one of us. This was the price that he paid. This is why he did what he did. So that you could be in this world, but not of this world. So that you could call upon his precious name. So that you could be saved. But not so that you could escape. So that you could be here and let other people know. And you see, that's what I love about communion. Because I don't take communion just like it's a, a little cracker and a little piece of, or a little, a little thing of juice. Just, oh, everyone does it. It's fun. Yeah, no. No, every time I do it, I remember that which He did for me. And when I remember what He did for me, I remember what He has called me to do. But He paid that price so that you could be here in this hour to bring about transformation and not conform to the world. Not be like everybody else, but be a person that carries transformation because of what He did for you. See, Jesus didn't die for you so that you have to be defeated. And Jesus didn't die for you so that you have to be quiet. A quiet Christian is a useless Christian. I'll leave that one. How can I stay silent? How can I be quiet when he died for me? How can I be silent when he paid the price for me? I am born to transform. Say it with some boldness. I am born to transform. <laughs> you are born for such a time as this.